0: Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello,
1: everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Catherine, and I'm here with my Fab Five sisters, Whitney, Claudette, and Kathleen. Hello, babies. Hello, hello. hello. hello, we're, hello. Missing, we're missing our fifth Sarah, and we're sending her so much love today. And just a little reminder if you haven't already, please connect with us at the Beyond Your Best Plan Facebook page. And if you haven't already, please rate and review our podcast. We're just so grateful for this, and it means so much to our mission. So today, we are chatting it up about pulling ourselves out of the dark. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is a topic that we all share in common, as we have all experienced some level of darkness, and then the best part, which is the coming into the light. And collectively, right now, in this unforgettable year of 2020, we have all experienced some darkness and challenge. From either COVID global pandemic, which has perpetuated some great loss for many of us to various levels of turmoil in our country, racially, economically, politically, darker days can leave us feeling lonely and withdrawn, angry, overwhelmed, sad, And for me, my mind tends to run more of a negative story, becomes a little bit more judgmental of myself and others, and oversensitive. I often describe it as feeling just a little heavier, but the good news is with darkness comes the eventual light, and darkness can serve as one of our greatest teachers if we allow it, because it teaches us more of what we want. In fact, coming out of the dark has served me in my most cherished ways to date and has led me to discover my ultimate purpose so far and some of my biggest blessings. So pulling ourselves out of the dark can be one of the greatest challenges of building strength, but it really takes digging deep and feeling a little messy and uncomfortable and emotional and maybe even a little out of control. But we want you to know that you're not alone, and this is our why for the show today. So, ladies, let's just get to it. We all have so much to bring on this topic, so let's get
2: it going here. Well, Kathleen, you just came back from a journey. Would you like to share that? I'm just, you know, uh, myself (laughs) and everyone else wants to hear a little bit about this. Since we're talking about the darkness, Kathleen just came back from a healing journey would you like to share anything about that in context of what we're talking about today
3: i'd love to you know i think as Catherine was introducing the topic i was sitting here and just still in awe over my experience over the last two weeks about how much darkness was pulled from my body mind and soul and for I went to a place, a life advancement center called Rhythmia in Costa Rica. And what it entails is a number of shamanic ceremonies in a Maloka, participating in an ayahuasca ceremony, which is a plant medicine and the plant medicine has properties that helps purge from your body what is no longer serving you that we've been carrying around from this lifetime from our family lineage and from from past lifetimes and purge means purge like vomiting shaking crying shitting (laughs) yawning any way that we purge in the day-to-day lives it purges from our system and you don't eat after two o'clock you only have plant-based diet so you you eat a very clean diet there's no drinking there's you prepare for it and after you continue that that practice to keep your system clean because it's still clearing out what's in your body I just wanted to give an overview because most people are not going to know what ayahuasca is. And it is a, it can feel as if it's very violent as it's releasing you, <laughs> releasing from your body. And you can actually even shit your pants because I did.
1: <laughs> Cause it's you a have released.
3: Yeah, it is a release. Well, yes. so, you know, to narrow it down, it's pretty hard. I spent two weeks there not expecting to, but I did. And I just, The darkness that we carry, we create patterns in our lives from carrying that darkness, not even realizing that's what we're doing. And we base a lot of our choices on what's in our system. And one of the things that I purged this week was the lineage of losing sons in our lives. And I've had a lineage of that because I lost my only son. My mother lost her son when she was pregnant for me. And my grandmother lost her son at Christmas. So there's three generations of losing our only sons suddenly. All three different ways. And one, my grandmother had her son taken away because it was out of wedlock and at Christmas time. And my mother lost her son to SIDS, and I lost my son to suicide all three were extremely, extremely um, painful and sudden. And, and when you don't even realize you're carrying it, but, but what was purged from my system, this darkness, this long standing sorrow that I was purging through shaking, yawning and tears and the songs that came on, that was part of the ceremony took on some of the sorrow. And so as it was purging from my system, the songs was also purging it from my 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 soul as well. The, it took on that purging because it was such deep sorrow that the only way to release it from my soul was to use other tools to take it out from us. So there's darkness that we carry that we don't even realize we're carrying. And you know, all three of you mentioned how I looked when I when I got on, and, and each of you can or you can speak to that. But blown away. Yeah. Well, it, it is for those of you who aren't believers, you know, just go research YouTube um mm-hmm. some videos and research the the healing properties of ayahuasca, but truly I feel like I am ten pounds lighter, not from weight, but not like physical weight, but emotional weight that I've been carrying. And I feel more calm. And connected and just truly grateful that I don't have to carry that darkness anymore. And this isn't my first time. Like this, this was my third trip to Rhythmia and my fourth week of, of ayahuasca. And I've known the power. I've known the power of, of ayahuasca and the power of change because it's changed my life. Like each time I've released the darkness, something magical has happened in my life. Like this year, I went in February and I've had three books and I met, you know, we created this amazing podcast. And so that was kind of a long story, but I I just feel like I wanted to share it because there's alternative ways out there that we don't even realize that's there, that we're scared of it, that because it's unknown, we don't want to do it. We allow the fear to stop us from stepping into something that's a very painful process, but in the end, it's a week or two weeks of your life compared to carrying this crap around with you the rest of your life, you know, and it does change your life. So yeah, that was my, that's part of my story. I could go on for hours, but that was one night of healing. Love that.
1: Thank you for sharing that. And it is, you know, one of the beautiful benefits of, Going through darkness in our lives is it, with many of us, it leads us to wanting something more, something different, a higher level of consciousness. And so we often deal with this by taking on new adventures, like Kathleen went to a retreat and explored different forms of healing and release, right? I myself went through a a very dark time years ago, and I moved from Washington, D.C., out to the West Coast of San Diego, California, in an in, uh, exploration of newness and healing. Mm-hmm. So has, if any of you ladies can relate to a story where sort of the dark darkness has, has led you to these sort of new adventures and awarenesses and consciousness?
2: I mean, I can say that I've been in the pit of what I call the pit of darkness. And, you know, I share with people what introduced me into accessing the eternal truth within myself, that higher power that holds all things together. I i was at a place where I had tormented myself with all of these thoughts about myself. And, you know, I had healed from stage four cancer And then I quit seeking truth after that. It's like I got healed and I was asking, what do I believe that allows this cancer? What's the truth? And then after I got healed, it was really kind of funny. I kind of went on my own way. I went on with life. And then five years later, I was just in such a place of what I would call desperation and torment. Like it's that internal torment where you're just in such a low place. And I would never say I was suicidal, but... I was in the bathtub and the thought came through my head. I could just go under the water. I could just, I could just end it all. And then another thought came in my head. And said, what about your daughter? She's two, she's 22 now. And I was like, yeah. And then I, you know, I went through that whole scenario of who would raise her because at the time my former husband was dealing with similar thoughts. And I was like, if I do it, then chances are he'll do it. And, then now it's just a big old shit show and I'm responsible for my daughter. And at that decision, I was just like, I need to reach out to this lady. There was a lady that she goes, there's a deeper way to pray, Claudette. And she showed, you know, she helped me with that. I can't remember if I was with her for three to six months, but I began to see a little bit of light in the darkness that there was hope. I was like, maybe Maybe I can be fixed, you know, and a lot of people go, we don't need to be fixed. Well, our beliefs do. Our beliefs need truth. That's why the truth sets us free, because whatever we believe is what is forming from our subconscious into our world in every experience that we experience. And my experiences at this time were pretty bad. And so, you know, I began to see that. And then she quit working with me. Um, She didn't know what to do with me. And then the belief came was I'm too traumatized. You know, my my situation is too bad for her and no one can help me. And then at that point, I was walking out of her office crying, feeling totally rejected because part of my problem's. I used to believe that no one would love me and that I wasn't important enough and I wasn't worthy of anything good. And so I'm walking out crying because that's my self-fulfilling prophecy was coming true. And the truth spoke to me and said, I'm going to show you how to get free now. You know, I just, that was the beginning of seeing light. That was the beginning. And, you know, when you first start to transition from the dark to the light and there's some hope, there's always this internal battle. You know, all the things that we've created that are false. It just, you know, all those things, they start to lose their power over us. But yet there's a time when we feel like we're dying. And I would say, you know, you're not the only real death that we will ever experience is the one that already got us here. We forgot who we were. All of the other death is an illusion. And so, you know, forgetting who we are, forgetting our true identity and our power. And so there was a battle that went on within me and I felt like I was dying. I felt like I was being turned from the inside out, but at the same time, I wanted to be free more than I wanted to be comfortable more than I wanted to stay in the, I definitely didn't want to stay in the the pit of darkness that I had put myself in. And so, yeah, I would say it's a catalyst because when life is calm and everything's great, we tend to not seek for anything else, right? We tend to go, everything's great, you know, until we train ourselves to seek the truth and seek that freedom in however it happens. You know, Kathleen went to arrhythmia you know Catherine. i know you've done some of the truth method stuff and you've done some other things you know i tell people i don't care how it happens but seek your freedom from the darkness because where there is light there can be no darkness so
3: that's true claudette you know like i just wanted to add to that it's like well there's the truth system there's ayahuasca there's rim you know there's all kinds of natural healing modalities that we have there, we all have it within us. But sometimes, you know, the encouragement to seek another modality to help you through it helps you see the light faster. From my experience, or for me, like all these modalities have helped me find my inner lights. And why I love these modalities, these three specifically, is because... All of them empower me to find my own light. It's not about telling someone else they have to do something or someone telling me what I have to do or not do or telling me where where it's in my body. All three of them are like, I have to seek the truth myself from all three of these modalities. It has to
2: rise in you, right? Exactly, exactly.
3: And when it's my awareness and a new story around the old story. You know there's a story we've developed based on the knowledge we had at that particular time, but now we can can turn around and become the observer of that story and see it from a whole new perspective mm-hmm. and have a new yeah. perception of the entire situation. It's amazing yes. how it changes your life, your story yes
1: being an observer and being you know being in the dark gives us an opportunity to observe and to learn and like one way that really helps me dig in and I've created this as a practice for myself is just journaling and writing when you know you mentioned the torment Claudette I mean I can totally relate to that you know journaling and digging deep and it's almost like sometimes when I'm writing like I don't even really know what I'm writing but I'm like uh-huh Uh uh-huh, that's why that hurts so bad, or that's what really triggered me or set this whole thing off, or, you know, so it doesn't even have to be like some big deal adventure or trip, or, you know, it can be just these little things every day when you're feeling dark or you're feeling overwhelmed. It may be just digging deep and finding that strength to just go on, you know, a one-mile walk, Just clear your mind or do a 30-minute workout or just eat a really delicious, healthy meal, meditate. Consistently,
3: consistently.
1: Yeah, but even if you've gotten off track to just do it in that day, you just start to feel proud because guess what? It takes strength to dig in because when you're feeling darker, sometimes you just don't want to do it, right? So kind of building this... Building, doing little things that you know makes you feel good, getting creative, painting, drawing. When I dip into my create, when I'm in like my analytical brain way too much, it can make me feel a little darker. (laughs) So I find when I go to my creative outlets, when I'm just in nature, right? Just going for a little bit, a, a little hike can really help
4: bring in that light. I would say that, one, I would just want to say I'm feeling really grateful that it has been some time since I have felt darkness. But what I will say is that one of the things, before I talk about some things that I have done, I want to say it so resonate in words that you use specifically, Claudette, you said tormented you know, you tormented yourself, this desperation being in a, in a low place. And there was a time when I was feeling that like consistently. Mm -hmm. And I feel really grateful that I've had some dark times in my life and they've pretty much just kind of come and gone. I've, they've been mostly self-created as i have looked over the course of my life right and and tried to to dig and be introspective a lot of them were just sort of self-created and it was that tormenting myself and then getting myself working myself to a place where i felt like i was in a really low place and there was desperation but the thing that you said that really got me was you said you know some people say we don't need to be fixed I believe that we don't need to be fixed but your second part of that but our beliefs and our thoughts do that you just yanked me (laughs) right right up from my shirt collar or whatever it's like yeah every now and then You know, I feel like, yeah, I need to check my thoughts, right? I need to check my beliefs. And journaling is a good one, Catherine, you know. So what I was thinking, you know, as we started this, is that there is being in darkness where you're tormenting yourself and you're feeling desperate and all that. And then there is being in the darkness Without resistance, right? Where there, we are so wired to not feel any pain and not to even really feel what we are feeling, whatever that is, not just pain, but other things that are not like, you know, bouncing off the walls, excitement that we have, and probably particularly in Western culture have created this sense that we are supposed to be some way, some Madison Avenue version of what life is and happy all the time and every single moment. And therefore we are not willing to sit in the darkness in order to find out what the darkness is about. And Mm -hmm. what I love hearing from you Kathleen about your experience is that you didn't get to escape that right and the purging it was like you voluntarily went to have this experience most people are having some of those same physical responses in their bodies from things they're doing trying to escape feeling that right from drugs and alcohol and food, binging and purging and all of that. And they're trying to escape the pain instead of saying, I'm coming to the pain, let's deal with this and then let's move on. And you know Claudette's truth method, same thing. It's like, let's, let's dig in, let's figure out what's at the root of this. What's at the cause of it? What do you believe that is making all this possible? And so it reminds me in my process of being in one of those low places I have told this story before you know being on the run that morning because this is such a seminal experience in my life I was on the run that morning from a tormented place beating Mm -hmm. myself up about not being able to sustain a, a romantic relationship and instead of digging in and looking at why that wasn't happening. I just kept beating myself up about, there must be something wrong with me that wouldn't let this, but I wasn't asking the right question. And then that morning as I was out, I was asking the question, you know, what is it? What is it? What do I need to do? And my response or the response that I got, Was that I was trying to fill a God sized hole in my life with all this other stuff, namely men. And that wasn't the answer. And so when I was done with the run that morning, and I became then willing to sort of sit in my self created darkness and ask some questions, and, and I was like, there is nothing wrong with you. You're awesome. Freaking awesome. And any dude, when the time comes, would be beyond blessed and lucky to have you. You know, you're, you're, I'm God's gift, right? As we all are, we are God's gift. And so journaling became part of that prayer, meditation, being willing to open up. And it was the start of a journey of moving from a place of being very logical and analytical, like you mentioned, Catherine, and being more vulnerable. And even today, 17 years later, is a process, right? And But the amount of darkness, the days of darkness are few, and they're very far between. They still happen, They still happen, but it's not something that is constantly around me. And so I just think we have to be willing to go into the darkness, but not from a place of desperation and fear and all that, but that it's time to address this. And so I love all of you guys for Mm -hmm. your willingness to do that. And Kathleen, especially you, you know, four weeks, three trips, and and just like, bring this on. Let's, let's purge this stuff out of me.
3: Well, I thank you, Whitney. But I, I also want to just say that I went not because I knew what was going on with me. I went because I didn't know why it continued. Mm-hmm. The first time I went, and so I just feel like I want to address the fact that Sometimes we create this pattern in our life. We have no idea why we keep going back and doing the same thing over and over and over again, because we know it's not working. We've read all the self-help books. We've done all the things that we thought we could do to shift it, but we don't know why the pattern's there. You know, we're programmed at a very young age at times of feeling unworthy, unlovable, not good enough to be loved, unlovable, you know, like all the things that we feel and we're seeking on the outside, you know, I had the pattern of seeking a man to love me because I didn't have a man that loved me as a young child. And so I had that pattern of seeking men that weren't necessarily right for me for years. I did that not because they were bad people. They all had lovable things about them and they were good people, but, they weren't right for me. And I continued to <clears throat> see that thing. And I didn't know why, but I continued to pick the same type of person. <laughs> and by choosing these healing modalities and continuing to journal and, and meditate and be grateful and step into the pain of what I was feeling, I was able to finally turn the mirror and say, I don't love myself enough to choose someone who I think I want, but I'm not good enough for. And so how do I get to the bottom of that? And so there's many, many, many of you out there that continue a pattern that you don't know why. And I can promise you it's, it's a program. It's a limiting belief that's programmed within you that you had nothing to do with from zero to eight years old. You know, like you didn't have the choice to program yourself at that point. Now you have a choice to reprogram yourself. Now you have that choice. So choose something different.
4: And, choose. An, obligation, and an obligation to yourself, right? And yeah. Yourself to make that choice.
2: Mm-hmm. I would like to add to that. I love that you guys are saying that because, you know, when we step into this, because I, we carry beliefs lifetime into lifetime. And then when we're on the same frequency, when we have a belief that's on a frequency and we're around our parents or whatever, it picks up and reinforces in that frequency. This is kind of how it works. And I used to go through and blame my dad for a lot of things. And I used to blame everybody and I was the victim, but I would act like I wasn't the victim. So, but I was, you know, and, and when you, Change what you believe, and you can only do that by seeking the truth. Like, if Kathleen sought the truth through ayahuasca, that's how she did it. But, you know, and everybody journaling, whatever, ask for the truth because ask and it ye shall be given, seek and ye will find. Those are universal laws. The law of non resistance says whatever we are resisting there's a conflict and a cutoff of that healing energy there. Like we can't, if there's resistance in anything, there's a belief behind it that is blocking that thing. So all of these things are like universal laws that stand. They just stand. And so be kind to yourself and give yourself the best gift of forgiving everyone, yourself, others, and don't just pretend to do it don't do that if you have trouble with it if there was a terrible situation that happened begin to ask the truth to see the other person through the eyes of truth you don't have to do it right away just point yourself in the direction of doing it in so that when you do accomplish it it is sincere and then you'll set yourself free them free, everybody free. It would be beautiful, and you'll step out of the darkness of it. Because until we forgive the event, the thing, whatever it is, the story, we have to repeat it. I used to repeat the story about my dad like all the freaking time. When you met me, how I'm Claudia and my dad, blah blah blah, like it was ridiculous. <laughs> and, and you know, I was like, that was my identity. It was a way you connected as well, you right? Know, a, yep. Yes. Right. And now I tell it. To share that it's possible to break free from that, right? But let's step out of that into our power, into who we really are, and understand everyone. The divine plan is for everyone to be healed and step into their power and out of the darkness. That is the divine plan and it's for everybody.
3: I want to just add to that, Claudette, and I know you just keep talking, but I could talk forever about this because I'm so passionate about the fact that we have the power. We have the power to move through that healing process. Whatever way you choose, That we have the power. But what I want to just add to that is when we truly forgive ourselves, we're able to hold compassion for those that we resented, hated, blamed, you know, was irritated with, we're able to see them in a different light. Like I mentioned in many of these other different podcasts is that my dad shot at me as a, as a three or four year old, like literally took a gun and shot at us. And I used to have that story too, Claudette, like this story of like my dad, blah, blah, abusive alcohol, you know, like all kinds of craziness that my birth father And now I look, I can truly say, my dad did the best he could with what he knew. And if he could do that to me, what did he go through as a being on this earth to be able to do that? Being tormented. That and, that and, he chose to come on this earth to be my father, to do what he did, to live the life he did. So where I could learn the lessons that I've learned. Yes. And to be able to be a teacher for others to move through oh my there. Gosh. So.
2: I feel like we're bouncing off of each other. I love it. <laughs> because here's the thing. Why do we hold others to a higher standard than ourselves? Like, why do we think our parents had some kind of instruction and in full on healing? So they should be perfect. Exactly. And it's like, what I understand now is the bullshit does not discriminate between us, okay? It's there, and we are, you know, we have all these beliefs. I believe we create the illusion. We are powerful. I believe that we create our whole experience, good, bad, ugly. This is all about arising and remembering who we are and ascending back into being one with the Creator. This is what it's about. And so, I mean, have mercy on yourself and others. Have grace for yourself and others.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's such a good point, and, and it's an exercise that I have done, which is just to take pen and paper, and on different occasions, sometimes the list includes the same person that was on a prior list, but you know, some you know, sometimes it's gone, and is just to make a list of people that there's resentment for, right? And always at the top of the list is Whitney always top of the list and it then comes down to forgiveness and grace and just being willing to accept just that with very few exception I I absolutely believe this with very few exception and there are probably some really outstandingly evil people on this planet but for the most part People are doing the best they know how to do given where they've come from, their experiences, the things that they know, and people hurt people. And so extending forgiveness and grace, not holding people to a higher standard. I know what I've done. And trying to hold people to a higher standard you know, then I hold myself when I know what I've done. I don't know what a lot of people, I know what they may have done to me, but. Girl, we don't need to know what they've done. And (laughs) it's not, it doesn't matter. You're right, it's not relevant. But to hold someone to a higher standard, right? When you know what you know about yourself, it's like, come on now. So make a list. Start that process of forgiving people and not just some blanket. I, you know, I forgive everybody for everything they've ever done to me. Get real about what it is you're forgiving them for, right? Step into the darkness and deal with it. If you need help, Claudette, Kathleen, a therapist, a pastor, priest, whatever, get help to go through that process. But you've got to start that process and you've got to start with yourself.
3: Whitney, were you suggesting Claudette and I needed help or that we could give them help?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> you, I am no, ju- I, I judge no one. You got to know how to, to <laughs> get the help, no right? One. I, would I would say you guys are available to help people. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, And I would just add on top of that, that forgiveness list, which is beautiful, and for, forgiveness for me with some of those more deeply seated relationships, it's been a process. So grace and patience is what we're saying as well. And sometimes it's trying a few methods, right? Absolutely. Um, and a couple conversations later, or whatever it takes. So, but also that list of people not only the therapists and the coach and Claudette and Kathleen, but just your people. Like I know my Fab Five sisters are positive, inspiring, freaking just smart as anything. And I can, you all are my positive source. You know, I have my trusted confidants, everyone here, but have those people. This is not the time when you're in a dark period to be reaching out to the people who are negative, and you know who they are. This is a time to surround yourself with light and positivity as much as possible. So this has been such an amazing show and conversation here. We've got to wrap up to just a quick little recap. You know, if you're feeling the pressure of, of darkness in your world at the moment, you know, maybe go On a little retreat, go on a little adventure, dip into your creative side, do a little exercising, meditate a little, surround yourself with your favorite, most uplifting people. Know you're supported and you're loved. It's your birthright, Claudette, right, to just feel Mm, good. I yes. know that we're here for you. Again, you connect can connect with us on our Facebook page, Beyond Your Best Plan. We are here to support you. If you're feeling the heaviness of the darkness, reach out to us. One of us will for sure have your back. And again, please go to our podcast if you haven't already, Beyond Your Best Plan. Give us a rate and a review. We just are so, so
3: grateful for that. I just want to add one more thing, Catherine. Yes. Read Women Who Empower, Women Who Rise. Read inspiring books as well.
2: Oh, great point. Surround yourself. Yeah, surround yourself with Mm -hmm. all things that are lifting you up. Because you're going to have to, for a moment, push through, but you're worth it. And the freedom on the other side is worth it.
1: Yeah. or hey listen to the beyond your best plan podcast we love you all have a beautiful love you
2: love you <laughs> bye bye
0: the fab five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans we just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.